Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. you're here. Welcome to the program. Marianne Live is the show. My name is Marianne Camarado, if you didn't know already. This is your first time. Welcome, an extra special welcome to you. You're coming back again and again. I'm so grateful. Uh, Yeah, I need you. (laughs) I need you. I I need to be connected with you. My job is... um, well, my job wouldn't exist without you, is the truth. And that makes me happy because what I like to do is try to figure out how I can be of service to what helps you attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. Uh, been interested in relationships since I can remember. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's all we're here doing. We're all in relationship, but I have a special interest in your relationship with yourself, your relationship with uh, intimacy, partnership uh, in particular, and, of course, your relationship with spirit, or the divine, whatever you want to call that very private relationship, and, and then your relationship with other folks, which is what we're going to focus on today. We're going to be talking about connection, connection that, that we do need each other and how we need each other and what gets in the way of our ability to either form or sustain those connections, how to feed them, not lose them. Uh, they're so important. And our guest today, who's going to be joining us a little bit later, Michael Gelb, is an expert in communication and has written a book, The Art of Connection, Seven Relationship Building Skills Every Leader Needs now, and that means you, because you are a leader of your life. <laughs> so we are all leaders. Uh, we all have very full lives and immense universes. As a matter of fact, I was thinking, I used to think this when I was a little kid, so this isn't like a novel thought for me, but I often will look around when I'm going down the highway or a crowded street or somewhere, and I pause and really gasp and feel this kind of awe at the reality that each one of us has this entire universe, right, that's throbbing and pulsing this life force, right, from our dreams to our life experience to our inherited experience and our daydreams and our endeavors and, and, you know, the future, the past, like all of that. I mean, all of what's happening for you, if you look around and think about that, all of that in ways that we can't even fathom probably, most assuredly, is happening for everybody around you. 
time, which might be a little intimidating when we're trying to be connected. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. i got to connect to all of that. Whoa, right? Because we just know we're a lot. Uh, so that's one perspective. But I do find it fascinating that, that when we talk about connection, it's not some little itty-bitty bridge to something that's not already our experience or our reality. It's, we know what we're talking about here. It's no small thing, connection. We need it. We need it to survive. We need it to thrive. And so here we are at the top of the hour. Some of you are just tuning in right now. Uh, it's Marianne Live. What we're going to do is cultivate our practice together, which is what we've been doing here at the top of the hour for some time. Over these years, practice, practice, practice. Without our practice, it becomes painful when we get into situations uh, that we haven't practiced before, right? We learn uh, on deck, as they say. We learn real time. And while that can't avoid that, part of what we get to do in practice is that very thing to drop in and develop the skills and resources that we need every day, time and again, much to my chagrin and dismay. Seriously, I feel like, gosh, I have to reapply every day. My spiritual condition is is really um, dependent on my practice. All of ours is best I know anyway. I haven't met anybody yet who has gotten around this and done well in their so here we go. First part of our practice today is turning our attention to the interior sense of ourselves. So turning your attention inwards. And that very invitation involves you making sure you're safe. If you're moving through the world, you are going to have to hold a dual awareness. You're going to have to have spatial awareness. You're going to need to know what's around you. Make sure you don't run into anything or vice versa. Don't step off of anything that you are. Have clear space above, below, and the sides of you as much as you can handle, right? That's a lot of decisions right there, but it can happen instantaneously. That's how, how sophisticated and amazing you are. So making sure you're safe so you can turn your attention inwards that interior sense of yourself, which is where we cultivate and develop all kinds of critical aspects of being, like connection and empathy, which we need for connection and understanding, and that happens in the quiet, interior, introspective state. Just taking that transition time settle into this moment. And to help you do that, I would invite you to find your breath. Just notice it. Notice the quality of your breath. Maybe where it is in your body. Maybe notice the temperature that moves in and out of your mouth or your nose. Okay, or your third eye, <laughs> or wherever you breathe from. I have other friends who breathe from their perineum. 
<laughs> or I can hear them right now. I call it butt breathing, but I don't know much about that. But wherever you are breathing from, to, with, just notice the quality of your breath. And see if on purpose you can just deepen that breath a little bit if that feels right. Yeah, giving yourself a gift of your own sound. Taking a few more breaths here. You start to settle and arrive in this moment. As you're sitting in this moment, I might ask you to drop this inquiry into your being if it feels right for you. What am I feeling most connected to right now? What am I, what or who am I feeling most connected to right now? Just notice what bubbles up. Any physical sensations? Any emotions that might come up? Any visual representation images? What or who am I feeling most connected to right now? See if you can bring that awareness into the body, noticing how your body responds to the answer to that question, whatever the answer is. Notice if there's any sensation in the body, a tightening, an openness, a holding, a relaxing, whatever it is, exhilaration, anticipation, warmth. What or who am I feeling most connected to right now? Really allowing that experience to permeate you. And then just marking that experience in this moment. I'm going to ask you another question. Where are you longing for more connection in your life? Where are you longing for more connection in your life? Could be with yourself. Could be for alone time. Connection to the divine. Maybe you miss God. You miss yourself. You miss your family, your children, 
adventure, nature, the ocean, animals, whatever it is, whatever's real, just give yourself some time here. Where am I longing for connection in my life right now? See if you can get some real clarity here. If not, just a wisp of the tiger's tail will do. And see if you can let that come into focus. And imagine yourself being connected in this way you long for. while noticing how that feels in your body, what sensations arise. Does your heart open? Does your belly soften? What do you notice when you imagine having what you're longing for? And mark that note to self. I'd like to give myself more, some, whatever it is you're longing for. Self-love prescription of the day. Well done. Taking some time to transition now to our second part of the practice, which is cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. This is one of my favorite pieces of our practice together. It helps us shift our attitude. This one practice shifts our gratitude. I often think of Viktor Frankl and my dear friend, um, Natalia, both of whom have inspired me so many times over the years, Natalia in particular, because I knew her intimately. She passed away from breast cancer and had the privilege of holding her body, one of three people who held her while she took her, gasped her last breath. And often when I'm struggling, feeling ill, fighting illness, or hardship or suffering in some way or just a rotten attitude or a spiral I can't get out of that I'm struggling with. I'll think of these folks and imagine what it must be like to have the lung capacity of maybe in a small animal. Both of her lungs were collapsing and Yet there she was, sitting in her lotus position, praying, so grateful for this moment. I just still brings tears to my eyes, trying to imagine, oh my gosh, inspires me, and I am grateful I can breathe in and out, not easily always, but I can breathe 
in and out, what is it that you're grateful for today? To that depth, to that depth, you're deeply grateful for, and who are you deeply grateful for in your life? They don't even have to be living anymore. My teacher, my teachers, your children, my children, our friends listening for the endless hours, our associates, our business partners, all the people who make it possible for us to do what we do. We cannot do this alone. Who and what are you grateful for today? And really letting yourself feel the depth of that. And noticing where you feel that in your body. Do you sit taller? Are you more open? Are you more available when you're grateful? Do you feel more connected? Connected to yourself, to something bigger than you? Just noticing. And as you let those feelings ripple through your body, your mind, your soul, I'm going to turn my attention gently to our guest today, Michael Galb, who's the author of The Art of of Connection. Michael has pioneered the fields of creative thinking, accelerated learning, and innovative leadership. He leads seminars for organizations like DuPont, Merck, Microsoft, Nike, and um, the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business. And he's the co-author of Brain Power, a book we all know and author of How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci and several other bestsellers. He's going to be joining us when we come back after the break. And we're going to be talking with him about connection, the importance of connection, and the ways that we think we're connected, but yet it's not giving us the sense of feeling like we've cultivated in these few moments together a way to really, truly be connected. And he's got some tricks of the trade, 30 years experience that he's going to offer us today on how to create more connection, whether it's in the workplace or in your personal life, your family life as a mom, as a artist, a person in the service industry, whatever it is you do. Being connected is really the foundation of doing it well and thriving and not feeling separate. All right, everybody, breathing in and out, noticing the rippling effects of your practice, anticipating creating a sense of more meaning and connection and purpose with others as we move towards the break here. Just enjoying 
these last few moments. We'll be right back right after these messages, everybody. Don't touch that dial. Michael Gelb is going to be with us talking about connection after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. Everybody, welcome back to the program. So glad you're here. Are you breathing in and out, feeling some gratitude, longing for connection, wondering what came up for you? I'd love to hear about it. Let us know, info at marianlive.com. I'd love to hear what came up for all of you, some of you, any of you, regarding what you're longing for today in the realm of connection. Joining us right now, Michael Gell, the author of The Art of Connection. I uh, told you a little bit about him before we went to the break. He's going to be here helping us along with our relationship with connection, if that's not uh, redundant. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're here, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be with you. Yeah. Despite 
our ability to not connect properly in the beginning, which I thought was really perfect, right? Michael called the studio. I couldn't hear him. Nobody needs to get upset, but you know it does when things don't go a certain way for us around connecting, right? We start to make up stories and have feelings and da-da-da-da. And, you know, like in the smallest little thing, there it is. Isn't that right, Michael? There it is. So true. And that's, and that's, but what's so wonderful is your reflection upon that when there's, when there's internal freedom and we can watch it happen without getting hijacked by it. That's, yeah. that's the secret of life. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's interesting. In, in, in my field, we call that dual awareness. Sort of like, you know, you can hear maybe even several of the interior parts of yourself, the, 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 the neurotic, oh my God, what have I done wrong? And then the one that, you know, is, 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 is the tyrant or, you know, whatever. You can hear the voices, but what I'm hearing you say is, is when we can hold it together and just do the right thing, do the next right thing, you know? This is a Amen. human being. We're all gonna, we're all on this boat here together. Let's, Let's keep the boat afloat, people, you know, right? And, and, and the truth is we will lose it. We will lose it. We will lose that self-awareness, that centeredness. The art is recovering as quickly as possible. The, the great story about the founder of Aikido, Morahai Ueshiba, and one of his senior students, I, I actually had the privilege of studying with for many years and this senior student now one of the great masters in the world and he once said to the founder you're perfect you never make mistakes and the founder replied oh no i make mistakes all the time i just correct them so quickly that you can't see it <laughs> i love it how nice <laughs> something to aspire to so, you know, on that note, Michael, that's a great point, isn't it, that if we are on the path of trying to correct our course, um, that, that's definitely uh, a way to sort of to, to move through the world. And, the, you know, the million-dollar question there is, is how come we don't? How come so often we aren't that self-reflective? Well, Assuming think, that's true. Yeah, sure, no, I do, I do think that is true, and I think it's that – Contemporary media is not encouraging us to look within. Yeah. <laughs> encouraging us to be addicted <laughs> to seeking external solutions. So we're, we're, I, I don't know if you saw that headline in the onion not long ago. It said, lowest common denominator plummets. Mm. So we're, we're in a cultural circumstance where there's a lot of pressure to blame other people, to demonize other people, to focus externally on objects and out, things outside of the self rather than on the cultivation of inner freedom from whence comes all beauty, truth, goodness, and wonderful, wonderful blessings of life. So, and it's the paradoxical secret of the art of connection is, of course, first you have to connect with yourself. Mm -hmm. And this, this requires, you know, my, I think we all need all the help we can get. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just to provide, I, I do my best to provide as 
as much help as I can, and I know you do too. It's part of why we're why we're connecting here. And then uh, people need a need a practice, you know, uh, maybe even more than one. Uh, and then you recondition your your nervous system, you train it basically, so that it doesn't get so e- easily hijacked. And if it does get hijacked, you learn how to recover your center more elegantly and quickly so that nobody notices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well said. And these simple yet profound truths, while they are clear oftentimes, as we both know, um, Seems that we they fall by the this this uh, notion falls by the wayside in lieu of survival, right? Mm-hmm. We don't see this as a survival. We see this as a, an indulgence still in this culture, self uh, you know self reflection, uh, self inquiry, having a practice. You know, on the coasts of the United States, there are you know an abundance of folks. Uh, and Frankel, don't get me wrong. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, you're like, hey, I'm in Iowa and I have practice. I know you do. I'm just saying that it seems that it's a luxury item still, self-reflection, that is. And uh, your work is trying to help us, you know, turn those tides, really ch- change the trends, right? Very much so. And, and inner freedom is the most important freedom. And it's the good news is it's accessible to everyone, and it's actually free. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> and expensive if you don't. Right, by it's the really way. expensive if you don't because it turns <laughs> right. out. I mean, it turns out, and as it relates to the art of connection, it really is the secret of health, of happiness, of longevity, and that's not just because I say so, but the world's longest running social psychology study confirms this was uh, begun over 70 years ago with young men up at Harvard, undergraduates and an equal number from the Roxbury neighborhood, about 350 or so. And they, they interviewed them at that time and asked them, what do you think will make you happy? What success? And, of course, they all said, a great position, I'll become a CEO, I'll become a millionaire, I'll have a big house, I'll have a great car, uh, I'll be in the elite of society. But as they followed the men through the course of their lives, they discovered that there was just one correlate with their happiness. It also was the strongest correlate with their longevity and their wellness and that was their positive sense of connection with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's beautiful. And in the, on that note, that study is available, by the way, for those of you who are who love research, check it out online. If you, you want more information, I can give you that, info at marianlive.com. Um, and, Michael, you talk about that in your new book, which is what we're talking about for the rest of the program, The Art of Connection. Seven relationship building skills every leader needs now. Uh, when I started the program, I was talking about leadership a little bit, and we are we are all leaders of our own lives uh, in some form or another. So if you are not in the business world, these principles still apply, and you, you talk about that in your book as well. 
That, that being said, Michael, tell us a little bit about why you wrote this book for us, The Art of Connection. Sure. Well, my work for much of the last 38 years has been helping people develop their ability to think creatively. I wrote a book called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, and then I wrote another one called Innovate Like Edison. I studied the great minds of history and modeled their approach to being more creative and being more innovative, and I've been teaching this in organizations around the world. And my clients are really interested in manifesting their creative ideas, work to coaching them to actually apply the great ideas that they've generated when they learn to think like Leonardo or innovate like Edison. And it turns out that the really key element there is effectively with other people. It's relationships, it's getting along, it's building a team, and that's becoming more important as people have to form teams faster, get aligned, get something accomplished, and move on, reform, and reconnect with a new group of people. So these are the relationship-building skills that allow creative ideas to manifest. All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to be back right after these messages talking about your leadership group, whatever that is, whether you're the CEO of your family at home, a small business, big business, whatever it is, don't touch that out. We're going to be back right after these messages. More with Michael Gelbreich here on Marion Live. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well... I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET, they've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody. It's no mistake. 
that this, what we used to call information superhighway, which makes me sound like an ancient human being to even say those words, right? But, you know, it's, it's a fast track to communication, which we often think of as connection, right? This is a different world, and it changes literally sometimes moment to moment in terms of how and why and ways we can connect. But, Michael, uh, if you're just joining us, Michael Gelb is here. He's written a book, The Art of Connection. Um, Michael, how did it used to be? And some of us are still on the used-to-be train, you know, trying to figure out what's going on here. How did it used to be in terms of the way we all used to connect? And, and when did that change so dramatically first? Sure. Well, it's been through lots and lots of changes. But if we if we look at society, if we look at communities that were organized around various industries, company towns, for example, which used to be distributed throughout the country, most of those don't exist anymore. So people had their sense of connectedness through their relationship to that oftentimes dominant employer in a particular region. And most of those businesses are, are gone. And nothing's come up to take their place. You know, the Internet really doesn't do it. Facebook doesn't really do it. And there is a sense of loneliness and isolation, even when other people are around, because the, the old way of feeling connected to something and the new way is, is kind of superficial and electronic. So we really need an intervention as a society to figure out how can we take command of this for ourselves and not be dependent on an external structure to give us a sense of connectedness and meaning and purpose. Mm. That's a really big thing. Let's let's bring let's let's blow that up a little bit and give an example. Because for uh, one of the things I was thinking that I do in my life is help people in relationship they, to get connected with themselves, each other, etc. And I was thinking that this very notion is implicit but not explicit, right? This sort of growing sense of loneliness. So people find themselves in the workplace. Same story maybe 20 years ago, but it feels different. So mm -hmm. let's spell out why is it different? What's happening? These, is there our phones, our computers? Is it, you know, what specifically is so different? Well, I think we're, we're, people really are, our brains are, are, are pretty amazing, but they're not really designed to take in the amount of information that we're all exposed to on a daily basis. I mean, we get, in the course of an average week, more information than our grandparents got in their entire lifetime. So just the, just the processing problem uh, is, is overwhelming. And changes is, it really is not just fast. It's not just accelerating it's exponential and it's difficult to, to, to keep pace and to make sense of the world around you that's why we're seeing people trying to get a sense of connection by polarizing more and more into various uh, tribal units and that's uh, I think a very sad 
interesting because we're, we're losing a sense of a broader connection with all of our fellow citizens and indeed with all of humanity. And mm-hmm. you know, I, have to, I have to confess that that's you know, my orientation uh, is, and it's not, it's, not, it's not a religious belief, it's my, my felt experience that all life is interconnected and that the ability to to recognize this to feel and it's just so wonderful it's why it's why nature is so healing because you get out of you you unplug you get off the addictive device and you walk in the woods mm-hmm. and well, you know, and it's research validated. I mean, my friend uh, Eva Sella, instructor at Harvard Medical School, brilliant writer, researcher. She wrote a book called Your Brain on Nature. She wrote mm-hmm. all the wonderful things that happen uh, when you just uh, unplug and go for a walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to feel connected with yourself and connected with life. And then it's just easier. I mean, one of the suggestions I make in The Art of Connection is to look for the simple, little, easy connections in everyday life. Mm -hmm. Just the glance, the exchange of glances with someone who got your coffee for you at at Starbucks and saying a genuine thank you. Or I was just getting off the airplane from San Diego and I reached over to help somebody get their bag off the, the overhead. And we... You just got a sweet little smile, a recognition of our common humanity. And it turns out that these researcher named Jane Dutton, another one, Monica Warline, and Christine Porath have studied this kind of phenomenon. They call them HQCs, high-quality connections. And it turns out that even these little, just momentary positive connections through the course of your day have a tremendously positive effect on your well-being. So when we talk about practices, it sounds like, well, you have to go and meditate, and that's not a bad idea, but it's as simple as taking a walk in, unplugging and taking a walk in nature and making real human connection with the, the people that you interact with in the course of daily life. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about... Okay, so you brought up, thank you for that, Michael. You brought up the spectrum of, okay, the collectivist culture. Let's even drop back a little while, right? Where societies were, there was no sort of I. There was just the group. And then now we've gone to the other end of the spectrum, it seems, to the individualism, right? Where there's a silo of self, there's me, there, I think, therefore I am. So the spectrum has swung. What we know is, and your research shows, and you've done such a great job gathering research from so many different places to illustrate how this is not going to sustain us. Moving forward, we need to acknowledge that we need each other if we want to, in the business world, uh, create sustainable business practice, right? Uh, in your own lives, uh, in any kind of a group dynamic, we, we need to understand the importance of connection. That being said, do you think that this culture, that, that there's a kind of, I don't know if this is too strong a word, but a kind of trauma that has happened where mm-hmm. people are actually traumatized and frightened to be related, face-to-face related with each other. 
that's a great point. I, I, I mean, I think I think PTSD has become pandemic, and yeah. people people are traumatized by the pace of change, by the loss of the the way things used to be. I mean, even in just the, the past twelve years, the the incredible transformation of our daily lives through technology. And I tell you, I just came back. I just gave a keynote at the Singularity University Exponential Medicine Conference with the latest developments in artificial intelligence, uh, robotics, nanotechnology, uh, combined with the leading edge of medicine. And there's a lot of good news. Uh, I mean, it was an amazing event and, and a, a remarkable sense of connection. The 700 people there, many of them physicians, PhDs, all sorts of remarkable people. And the unifying sense of this gathering, which created a marvelous feeling of, of connection, was people coming together to alleviate suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than you're trying to invest and, and, and make yeah. millions. It was, how do we help save the world? And the yeah. good news is there is a beautiful, powerful movement of people from all walks of life who are committed to our mutual well-being. Yeah, beautiful. Don't touch that dial. Go get your pen and paper. That's old school. Pull out your cell phone. Let's put this technology to good use. Michael's going to give us some tips on how to connect, including his website. Uh, get a copy of The Art of Connection during the break. We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camerato is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships, www.MarianneLive.com, core certification, learning tools to attract, build, and sustain great relationships. Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.MarianneLive.com
What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. We're back. There you are. Oh, it is you. You're listening to the show. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Michael Gelb's with us. Some of you already know that, and the rest of you are like, Yay, I'm so excited. I need connection. I'm longing for connection or I'm not great at connection or lately it's not been so good. Michael, help us. Okay, we, we have established we need it. We long for it. It's essential to every part of our lives. I mean, we are actually created to be attached and connected to each other. It's part of who we are as human beings. Moving forward, let's have you give us some fundamental building blocks, just a few things out of your book to get us started. And in, in the context of whether it's business or not, whether it's creating a great relationship, what are some of the things we just need to know about connection in this global climate that we're in, and especially in the Western uh, world these days? What do we need to know? Well, one of the most important things we can know is that emotions are contagious. So it's important to be very careful about what you decide you want to catch and what you want to spread. And we also know that expectations profoundly affect other people for better or for worse. So when they asked a group of Army drill sergeants to take some recruits and they told the drill sergeants that the recruits were below average, at the end of six weeks of basic training, those recruits performed 25% below average. And when the drill sergeants were told that another group was above average, at the end of the six weeks, they performed 25% above average. And when they told the drill sergeants later that both groups were just average and the only difference was the expectation they'd been given around the performance of those people, the drill sergeants refused to believe it. So there's about a 25% plus or minus performance effect in the expectation that a drill sergeant has or a teacher has. So think about how that affects the people that you interact with, and most importantly, how can you adjust your expectation for yourself so that you look to the best in yourself and cultivate the self-empathy so that you can be kind to yourself when you're having a difficult time. That's one of the skills we need to be resilient and to recover quickly so that we can be more creative and be more solution-oriented in, mm-hmm. in all of our interactions. Mm-hmm. We love that. Uh, you also talked about uh, embracing humility. This is another thing that I love. In a culture where they, there was some research that just came out uh, in the United States uh, that they studied some school children ages, I think, 8 to 12, and asked them what their two greatest values were. They said money and fame. 
So I'm curious where humility plays a part in in that, right? We all want to be special and important and powerful because it garners the most rewards according to, I don't know what, the media and and sort of all of that. Let's talk about humility and how sort of the, the antithesis of that. Well, those 8- to 11-year-olds who were surveyed uh, then became the 18-year-olds who were surveyed uh, in the longest-running social psychology study who later discovered, oh, no, it wasn't wealth, it wasn't fame, it was connection. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, nice. so, so you will learn. One of my, my personal mottos is if you're not humble, then you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> so... But the, the upside, the upside of humility is that humility, it's not the same root as humanity. And what it really means is instead of identifying with your ego or just locking yourself down to a purely reptilian survival orientation, and good news is that's not going to go away, so we don't have to worry that you suddenly lose any sense of self-preservation. But to, to be able to suspend that and open your heart, open your mind to be just to be curious about other people. Uh, no one likes to be around someone who's arrogant, uh, which might be considered to be the opposite of humility. So, if you want to be on a journey of enriching your relationships mm-hmm. and experiencing more connection, begin with humility and curiosity and openness and responsiveness and receptivity to others. People sense this. They want to be around you. They want to connect with you. And that's why Embrace Humility is the first of the seven skills that we explore in the art of connection. Beautiful. You have so much in this book. I highly recommend you run out and get a copy. And if you're not running to a bookstore, which I love the smell of books, that's why I do that, go online, get copies. The holidays are here for some folks in the West. Stock up on this book. It is truly chock full of wisdom and straightforward ways to achieve these kinds of connections that we're talking about here. We're at the top of the hour, Michael. What do you want to leave us with today? The the Latin motto that I put in the beginning of the book, congiungere ad salvendum, and it means connect before solving. So in other words, before making the transaction or trying to tackle the problem, connect with the other human beings involved and things will work out so much more fluidly. Ah, oh my God, that one is replacing my big quote on my uh, computer. Connect before solving. I already underlined this today. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Are you guys writing that down? Are you taking notes, typing that? Connect before solving. If you don't know how to do it, try it. All right, Michael, we adore you. We're so glad that you spent uh, this last hour with us here on Marian Live. Thanks for taking care to write this book for us, and uh, we wish you the best of luck on the rest of your tour. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, sit tight. We're going to be back for a wrap right after these messages. Back in just a minute. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, 
we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Connect, we did, and we will continue to do right here again and again on Marianne Live. Uh, check out our archives uh, at healthylife.net or MarianneLive.com. Thanks again to Michael Gelb for joining us today. MichaelGelb.com for more information, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-E-L-B.com for more information about Michael and his work. Um, coming up next week, folks. We're going to be talking about what? Well, uh, let me see. Rebecca Costa. Oh, my God. Rebecca Costa. Uh, Rebecca Costa. She wrote the Watchman's Rattle, which, as you know, I was completely thrilled about jumping up and down uh, many moons ago. Now she's got a new book out, On the Verge, How to Succeed in Fast-Moving Environments. Wow, that really will help us get more connected. Uh, yeah, this all works out. Rebecca Cox is going to be in the house with us on Marianne Live. Don't miss that program. In the meantime, here's the last part of your practice today. Go do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. That's kind of part of the, the whole mystique about it. You get to see between you, yourself, and, and the energy of that beautiful soul and that being or organization or whatever. And, uh, yeah, in the meantime, I wish you every blessing until then. Take care, everybody. Check us out at MarianLive.com for more information. See you next week.